Friday, November 6th, and here's what's coming up on Live Zone. It's been a long presidential election week, and it is still not over. Taylor Swift is finally free, and we got the story for you. What's up, everybody? I'm Charles McBee for Live Zone. It's been a mind-boggling, crazy election week, but let's get into what's trending in the headlines. Man, oh man, oh man, what a year this week has been, all right? The professionals, the pundits, the pollsters told us that Joe Biden was going to come through and just completely win this election by a landslide. Well, that did not happen, people, okay? I don't even know why we even have polls anymore. What's the point of having polls anymore, okay? Polls are about as useful as tuxedos in 2020 at this point, all right? Forget the polls. We didn't know what was going to happen. Donald Trump came through and he made this election as close as you could possibly make an election, okay? He upped his, his support in Latino and black community than he had from last, last time. He upped his support in among white men, which allowed him to take states like Ohio, allowed him to take states like Florida. But Joe Biden did get the majority vote of the Latino and black community. And he was able to take states like Michigan and take states like, uh, like Wisconsin, okay? Now, as it stands right now, it's Friday, 9 a.m. Uh, Joe Biden is in the lead, okay? And we're still waiting for thousands and thousands and thousands of ballots to still come in in places like Pennsylvania, in places like Georgia, in places like Nevada. Nevada, of all places, Nevada. You would think they would have some people there that know how to count numbers really, really fast, all right? I guess whatever happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, even if it's your vote. But we're waiting, we're waiting for all the votes to be counted. Now, Donald Trump is claiming fraud. He came out and made the weirdest concession speech I ever heard. I'm just kidding, it wasn't a concession speech. But he did claim fraud. He did claim that, you know, ballots are coming up out of nowhere. He, he claimed foul play. Listen, folks, it is what it is. It's just not true. There's no evidence to that. Republic Republicans have come out and denounced those claims. Donald Trump does have his lawyers involved. He has uh, his team involved, but we're just gonna have to let it play out in court. But as of right now, there are no claims to that, to any foul play whatsoever. We're just simply allowing the votes to be counted. Now, as I said before, uh, Joe Biden is in the lead in Nevada. He's in the lead in Georgia. He's in the lead in Pennsylvania. So all he needs is one of these states to take it. Um, so we're just waiting for the results to come in. Either way, we're gonna let democracy play out as it will. We're not calling it for anybody. We don't know who's gonna win but we're just gonna let the let the votes come in and play out. So here's, here's one for democracy. Now, despite the fact that it wasn't a total repudiation of Donald Trump and the Dems did take major L's in the House and Senate, it wasn't a total loss for them. They scored a few wins, particularly in the LGBTQ community. There was a bit of a rainbow wave, if you will. Now, New York sent its first gay men of color to the House of Representatives. Also, Vermont and Delaware each elected their first openly transgender candidates to their state legislatures. And many more LGBTQ wins. So shout out to them. Big, big win for America as a whole. And if you're a fan of the ganja, the sticky, yicky, yicky, the ooh-wee, then you'll be happy about this because they legalized, well, only if you live in Arizona, Montana, South Dakota, New Jersey, they legalized marijuana. So listen, it's 420 every day. And with this election going on right now, you might need a little something to calm your nerves, all right? So congrats to you all as well. But you know what? 
congrats to everybody as a whole because this election we got more people to go out and vote than ever before and it's all big thanks to in part with working with headcount.org that's right yep i'm gonna say it again i know you heard me say it a million times over the past few weeks i'm gonna say it one more time i want to talk about headcount.org because you guys showed up and did your damn thing all right so shout out to you big round of applause to you all as well for going out and making your voices heard. And speaking of headcount.org, I sat down with their executive director, Andy Bernstein, to talk about the status of the election and to talk about the headcount.org effect. And now to talk about this crazy, crazy election, I'd like to bring on Andy Bernstein, the executive director of headcount.org. Andy, first and foremost, thank you so much for joining me right here on Live Zone and also Thank you for allowing Live by Live to partner with headcount.org um, and getting the word out that everybody should vote. So we really appreciate that. Well, we appreciate it too. I tell you, I was really impressed with everything we saw from you guys. I mean, the, the production you guys do is really top notch. And correct me if I'm wrong, but this election set the record for the most uh, early voting ever. And even Biden, he got the most, set the record for the most votes in general ever. Yeah, so there's a few things to be really excited about. I mean, uh, overall, and we're nonpartisan, so we look at votes as a whole. Right. Um, this was the largest turnout since 1900 um, in terms of percentage, and it's definitely the most amount of votes cast ever. And um, we think uh, young voters uh, were a big part of that, and that's obviously the kind of people that we're reaching through Live Mix Live. And um, yeah, it was just a banner year for Headcount. We've, we've been doing this since 2004. And a lot of our focus is usually on being at live events, at concerts. And this year we went all virtual uh, because we had to, of course. And it worked out great. We registered 425,000 voters, by far the most we'd ever done. Uh, we had over 700,000 people come to our website to check their registration status, which is really important. So they're, they're ready to vote. What is it about musicians exactly that you think gives them the power to be able to inspire entire movement for people to go out and vote? Musicians just always seem to have an uncanny like eye for culture and they're like always ahead. They always are. They know what's cool and what isn't. And yeah. so I feel like musicians just, you know, and through their fan bases just have this natural connection. I, I often say like your taste in music is an imprint of your soul when you can when you can kind of reach people at their truest selves um, and, and, and encourage them and open doors so they're, they're active citizens and taking advantage of the rights they have as Americans, it, it's just really effective. We've registered over a million voters in our history and we started from nothing. Wow. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be interested to see what kind of musical playlist or soundtrack we're gonna have to put together to get us through this wild election. I've never seen an election quite like this one before. Um, you're way more qualified to talk about this than I am. What do you think the next steps are given where we are in this current election taking place right now? It's really hard to know what's gonna happen, but I can tell you that what's happened up to this point has been fairly predictable. I'd say not necessarily the results of the election, but um, we knew that mail-in ballots in Wisconsin and Pennsylvania would be counted late because that's what their state legislatures chose to do. We knew that there was a big chance that it would appear that, that um, in states where the ballots counted late, it would appear Trump was winning and then change at the end. What we've said at Headcount as a nonpartisan organization is we, our, our real hope was an election that restores faith in democracy. And I, I don't know if we're gonna get that. I think the real sad thing is no matter what the outcome, 
half of the voters are going to feel their candidate maybe got screwed. It is, it is a real shame. And, and you're talking about um, no matter who wins, the other side is going to think that there was some, you know, uh, tomfoolery Demandous. going on with the, with the votes. And when it comes to like the mail-in ballot voter fraud, like there's a reason when people say, show us the evidence, they never do because there just isn't any. And, uh, you know, prove, prove us wrong. Somebody come along and prove us wrong. It's a real testament to our democracy that even though there's all these challenges, the pandemic, the long lines, these confusion and, and controversy about mail-in ballots, we still have the highest turnout in 120 years. It seems like you, you headcount and you personally have taken a lot out of this particular election. One, because it's so unique uh, given COVID and just given the candidates and everything going on. Is there anything specific that stands out that headcount.org has learned from this particular election going forward? Well, one thing that we, we saw was the power of YouTube content creators. Mm. We worked with uh, David Dobrik, who's one of the top YouTube content creators. And we did a, uh, uh, David registered 4,000 voters through one Instagram story with just saying, hey, everybody, why don't you go out and vote? And then he gave away five Teslas and we had, and the way to enter the contest to get the Teslas was to check your voter registration status. And we had about half a million people enter the contest and 120,000 of those people went and registered to vote. Listen, you are absolutely right. YouTube and TikTok are the new rock stars. Absolutely. I was going to enter that, you know, Tesla competition, but I got too many as it is. I got enough Teslas. So, you know, I just... <laughs> I just left it alone. Listen, Andy, I don't want to take up any more of your time. I know you, just like everyone else in America, is waiting to see the outcome of these, this election. Thank you so much again for partnering with us, and thank you for coming and chopping it up with me. Well, thank you. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Now, despite all the great things that came out of this election, it's also the most divided that this country has ever been. I mean, not only is the country divided, but also families are divided as well. I mean, this Thanksgiving is going to be the most awkward Thanksgiving, I think, of all time. A lot of people are going to be using COVID as an excuse as to why they didn't invite their loved ones over for Turkey, okay? And this may ring true with Lady Gaga and her family. Now, Lady Gaga, big supporter of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, all right? She came out and supported them and they were on stage together and all that and told her fans to go out and support. But, you know, Donald Trump, he doesn't play that, all right? If you're not for him, you're against him. So he came out and dissed Lady Gaga. But it doesn't stop there. Her dad came out in support, guessed it, for Donald Trump. Very awkward family dinner, very, very awkward family dinner. But not only is this election tearing apart families, it's tearing apart couples as well. Lil Wayne, that's right. Lil Wayne, Wheezy F Baby, the F stands for finally single, I don't know. But his girlfriend, Denise Bidot, model Denise Bidot, she dumped him after the infamous picture of Lil Wayne standing next to Donald Trump. Now, of all the times that rappers have used Donald Trump in their rap songs, this now is not the time. She wasn't having it. So listen, Valentine's Day, that's one less Valentine's Day gift he's gonna have to buy this February, I guess, all right? but. It wasn't all diss songs. It wasn't all bad vibes, okay? A lot of artists came out in support and it was all good. Uh, in particular, Eminem. Eminem actually lent his iconic classic hit, Lose Yourself, to the Joe Biden and Kamala Harris campaign. Singer JoJo also recorded the official Biden campaign theme song, The Change. It's time 
And another pop superstar who came out in support for Joe Biden was Ariana Grande. Now, Ariana told her 205 million Instagram followers to go out and rock the vote, and rock the vote they did. And Taylor Swift, T-Swizzle, she told her 140 million Instagram followers to go out and do the same, and that they did. Now, here's the thing about Taylor Swift. When it comes to politics, she's pretty apolitical until it comes to Donald Trump. But I don't think that will affect her career in any negative way because the Swifties always will have her back. Even when it came to her versus Scooter Braun, they had her back. And coincidentally, that situation seems to be coming to an end. Whether you follow Taylor Swift or not, there are two major reasons why this superstar has been currently trending in our social media feeds. One reason is because for the first time ever, Taylor gave permission to have her music used in a political ad for California Congressman Eric Swalwell, and an ad that urged people to vote for the Democratic Party. We can fight for peace, no? Think about how you would like the world to be for your daughters and granddaughters. We're gonna be okay. We're gonna be okay. No stranger to using her platform for political messaging and an outspoken supporter of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, Taylor has actively encouraged her Swifties to use their voices and vote. Allow me to be the one millionth person to remind you that tomorrow is your last chance to make your voice heard and to make your vote count. So if you haven't voted yet, please do. And now she's once again trending, but this time with the hashtag TaylorIsFree. Thanks to the Swifties who used it to celebrate that she can now re-record her first five albums. Last year, after a public feud with media proprietor and Justin Bieber's longtime manager Scooter Braun, who bought the rights to her records, Taylor announced that even though she couldn't own her original masters, she'd be able to re-record her music as of November 2020. Her fans marked the date in their calendars and celebrated that Taylor finally has freedom over the ownership of her own music. And her fans are anxiously awaiting for new possible remakes that could come from some of Taylor's biggest early hits. Beginning with her debut, Taylor Swift, to Fearless, Speak Now, Red, and 1989. Well, November 2020 has arrived, and we hope that this news only means that we can perhaps expect an early Christmas gift from Taylor. Now let's get into what's new in music releases. Now, Alicia Keys, one of the most prolific musicians we have on the planet, but she's also known for making her voice heard when it comes to political issues, all right? And she can do two things at once. She can make her voice known in the political realm, and she can put out dope music, especially when she's partnering with Grammy Award winner Brandi Carlile to put out their new single, Beautiful Noise. Now, besides pushing people to get out and vote, Alicia also worked directly with the Biden-Harris campaign. She even went behind the scenes at an event in Arizona to tell her fans why she's so passionate and why she loves to get involved. I just want people to feel good and feel inspired and know that this is our time and we have the right to voice how we feel and see the shift that we want to see. Now, Sierra also gave this election some new energy by remixing her hit song, Level Up. Now, not only is she leveling up in music, but she also levels up every Halloween, particularly 
this Halloween. I mean, hands down, she won it, okay? She came out dressed as some of her favorite artists, including Cardi B, Meg Thee Stallion, Nicki Minaj, and Janet Jackson. Now, if there's one thing that Sierra showed us is that she always has room to level up. Now, speaking of Halloween, we got some different monsters on the scene right now. That's right, Monster X is out with his third highly anticipated studio album, Fatal Love. Now, as you may recall, weeks back, they had their own live stream concert right here on Live by Live called From Soul with Love. And back then, they were teasing a new album that was coming out in the fall. Well, it's fall, and now the album is here. And the mom and babies not only get a new album, but they get a new video as well called Love Killer. British girl band Lil Mix is all grown up. Now, it's been eight years since they were discovered on X Factor, and since then, they have outlasted their boy band counterparts One Direction, all right? And now they have their sixth studio album coming out called Confetti. Now, Lil Mix is British, so they're not really tapped into what's going on over here in the States when it comes to politics. They're like, electoral college, what, what that is? But their British sister, Dua Lipa, is all for it, okay? She's getting her civics one-on-one on, literally. She sat down with Senator Bernie Sanders to talk about different issues that Americans care about. As a British person, I get told to, like, stay out of politics, but I think it's really important that we learn about, you know, each other's country's politics, because that's how we understand the way the world works and learns how to, like, function as a society. And in her spare time from taking classes from Professor Sanders, Dua also dropped her new video, Fever. Before you came around, I was doing just fine. Usually, 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 I don't pay no mind. And when it came down, I was looking in your eyes. Suddenly, 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 I could feel it inside. Now, somebody who knows a little bit about hit making is Taylor Parks, okay? She's worked with the who's who in the music industry. I'm talking about the likes of Ariana Grande, Khalid, Jennifer Lopez, Normani, just to name a few. Now, Taylor is a very talented artist in her own right, and she also tore up the stage. That's right, I didn't say tore up, I said tore up. She tore up the stage at the Unlock Sessions powered by Hyundai Elantra. Now, Taylor is the second out of four very talented artists who tore up the stage at the iconic Troubadour in LA. And coming up next on the series, Thursday, November 12th, 8 p.m. Eastern, we have singer-songwriter Max. And it's all happening right here on Live by Live. Now, Max, he's like a quadruple threat, okay? He's like a singer, actor, dancer, just artist extraordinaire, much like myself. That's not funny. And you know who else is all these things and maybe more? Rihanna. Now, the rumor mills have been spinning and people have been speculating that maybe she's dropping an album. Maybe the album's coming sooner than later. We don't know. Fingers crossed, but we have no idea. But you know what people have really been wondering? Just what the heck has Rihanna been up to this whole entire time? It's been five years since Rihanna released a new album, the last being 2016's Anti, leaving many fans asking, where have you been? With recent rumors making the rounds about a potential new Rihanna release coming out any day, Making a trend in the pop culture consciousness, we take a look back to see what the megastar has been up to during her musical hiatus. Even though Rihanna hasn't put out her own music in recent years, that doesn't stop the music. 2016 and 17 gave us collaborations with Calvin Harris. Kendrick Lamar. And DJ Cat. I don't know if you could take it. No, you wanna see me naked, naked, naked. I wanna be a baby, baby, baby. 
spinning and as much as I can from The pop icon also let us know that her talents are not only limited to the stage, but also the runway when she took to the helm as creative director at Puma, and most recently making the headlines with her Savage Fenty shows. Beauty is not just in the eye of the beholder, but also the stakeholder. When Rihanna launched her cosmetics line company Fenty Beauty in 2017, with a focus on products for women of color, after getting a taste with a partnership with MAC Cosmetics back in 2013. The cameras would go on to follow her path from music video sets to a television series in 2017, and even to the cinema where she showed off her acting chops in 2017's Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets, and last year's Guava Island, alongside fellow Renaissance artist Donald Glover, who was also familiar with crossing creative boundaries with Abandon. Rihanna's willingness to put in the work has paid off by putting her on the list of the wealthiest self-made women under 40, making it clear, we better have her money. And not being a U.S. citizen hasn't stopped her from joining other A-list celebrities and using her platform and reach to encourage fans from making sure they participate in the 2020 election. She has amplified the call to get involved and vote on her Instagram, as well as during her time in front of the cameras at the NAACP awards ceremony to remind people about the power of their vote. So when we're marching and protesting and posting, tell your friends to pull up. While Rihanna has certainly kept herself busy, there's no doubt that what fans are really looking forward to is getting some new music from the only girl in the world they want to hear from. Leave it up to Riri to come through and save 2020 from itself. Now look, we hope we get new music soon, but in the meantime, in between time, Rihanna's Savage Fenty fashion shows have been shutting it down, all right? They've been killing the game. And you know what? They're, they're kind of becoming like festivals in and of itself. You know what? They're so dope that maybe if we're still locked down next year, hopefully not, but if we are, she'll be up for a lockdown award. The Lockdown Awards. Now, just like the election, the voting process is over right now for the lockdown awards. We're going to have our interns locked in the basement for weeks, counting these votes, making sure all your votes get heard, okay? Hopefully nobody gets sued. Right, listen, we might know the answer of who won these awards before we even know who the president is. I don't know. I don't know. But we're going to get it done, okay? And you're going to get to know who won the different uh, these different categories, these wonderful dope, dope, unique categories, including my favorite category. And we need this category, especially because of the times that we're in right now. This category is All The Feels, favorite song for the soul. Andre Day, Rise Up, Global Citizen, One World, Together At Home. I remember watching Together At Home thinking, whew, we just might be okay. Andre Bocelli, Amazing Grace, Music For Hope. That cathedral, that voice, and those empty streets gave me chills up my spine, all right? Niagara Falls, people. Niagara Falls. Dolly Parton, Try, A Night of Covenant House. I mean, you can't go wrong with Dolly Parton. You just cannot go wrong with Dolly Parton. The woman is a national treasure. Jennifer Hudson, Hallelujah, Global Citizen, One World, Together At Home. Whenever Jennifer Hudson comes through with that voice, we going to church, people. We are going to church. Restless Road and Kane Brown. Take Me Home, Pandora Live. Great song, great band. Now look, because of the times that we're in right now, we definitely need this particular category. So I'm looking forward to it. And I'm also looking forward to see who's winning all the other categories as well. So make sure you tune in December 11th, right here on Live by Live. The Lockdown Awards. Now, before we go, I just want to review a stacked lineup we got coming up next week of live music right here on Live by Live. November 11th at 5 p.m., we have American rock band Buck Cherry's live virtual concert. 
Now, ticket packages are available right here on Live by Live, so make sure you go and cop those immediately. And Thursday, November 12th at 8 p.m. Eastern, Max is on the Unlock Sessions powered by Hyundai Elantra. That does it for me. I'm your boy, Charles McBee, right here on Live Zone. Now, listen, people. I know this has been a crazy election. I know we're very divided right now, but hopefully we can come together because no matter what, we are one country, all right? One country, people. So let's pray for peace. Let's pray for unity. And let's pray that we all come together as one, all right? Until then, until next time, I'm Charles McBee. Thank you so much. Tune in to Live by Live. Peace.